Hey, good morning. Welcome in. It's the Don and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. I was just texting our boss as I heard this intro song. I'll explain a little update there here in a moment. Uh, Donna Valentine out for the next couple of days. We bring in now Television's own Elizabeth Reese joins us. Libby. Hey, gang. Welcome. Happy to have you. Oh, so nice to be back with you. Thanks for inviting me. Hello uh, yes. again. Donna did text a confirmation last week. Her confirmation text to just make sure that I am showing up mm-hmm. a week and a half in advance when yeah. she's had me put this on her my calendar three months in advance are hilarious because well, she it, it appears that she's like she doesn't recall that she asked me and so then she panics and then she goes oh my gosh are you coming in to fill in for me next mm-hmm. Thursday and Friday and I said it's on my calendar if you still need me. I'm there. And she was like, oh, thank you. You know, I don't know. I'm There's a type A and then there's some like and then there's, type I guess, D. type B, which is what I am. But she's neither. She's not. Frankly, she's not organized enough to be like a true type A. Um, but she's not like full type B. So she had a panic moment where last week she was like, you know, I'm out these next couple of days. And I said, oh, who's filling in? And then she had a panic moment of like, did I ask anybody? I think it's Elizabeth. Oh my gosh, I don't know if I asked her. And then the panic ensues, text messages go out. And I don't think that ever doesn't happen, if I might use a double negative to start our morning. I feel like this happens all the time. It happens every time. Because she's so organized that she books me months and months in advance. And then she forgets that she booked me. not organized enough to know that she did it. Right. And then and then the funny thing is, is that Donna is one of those people. You guys know people who you can't really tell their tone by their text. And then you then there are people that you can totally tell their tone by their text. Donna Valentine is the latter. It's like her phrasing, her use of punctuation, all like it it all gives away immediately the just the emotion behind the text the message and it really it makes me laugh out loud and then when she says sends me the panic text she always also sends them to me while I'm on television which i think love is that funny. love that listen hey listen i've done the show with you frankly that's kind of when we can catch up on a lot of text yeah, messages you know if you get the right commercial break you got a nice long story. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, who do we have? Yeah, what can we get? Can I check my bank account balance? What do I have going? How much money do I have? I took have? a Zoom once. I think that was maybe too much, but that's fine. Uh, anyway, we've got Elizabeth Reese in today and tomorrow. Donna's going to be going to the Billy Joel concert. So when she returns on Monday, she's got friends coming in from Jersey just to see this version of the Billy Joel concert, which is Billy Joel with Stevie Nicks. Where and is it? It's at uh, U.S. Bank. Oh, it is at U.S. Bank. So she's she's going to it tomorrow. She's got uh, they're coming in town today. So it's a uh, it's a big deal. So anyway, she'll come back with a review. Um, meanwhile, might we just pass along this information? The SAG after strike is over. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Woo! You know, I think there may be still some tentative aspects um, to it, but you know, I don't know. The Hollywood Reporter just has it as the actors make the deal after 118 days of a strike. Which came, they, you know, they started about a month or so after the, the writer strike happened. So it was Hollywood was shut down for the better part of the last month plus. And, it's, you know, even though the writer strike ended a little while ago, maybe close to a month ago now, still there's been nothing because the nothing meaningful and significant in terms of new shows getting created, new shows getting written because you can write them, but you got to be able to act in them. But now it is over. The actors have made a deal. It ended a, a, officially last night at 12.01. And so, 
back to work, I guess. this They said that if it didn't get done sometime in this first week of November, though we're a little bit extended beyond that, the studios had said it was going to jack up the 2024 summer movie release schedule, and they were holding that out there like, listen, nobody wants that to happen. We can all you know, complain and get frustrated with each other, but I guess that was such an important thing to them that screwing up next summer at the box office would have such ripple effects in the industry that it would be bad for everybody. So they averted that, and I guess now we get new shows again. Is everybody happy again. with the terms? I mean, have things improved for... These actors, I mean, you know, you're never worrying about, like, the big-time actors. They're fine no matter what, but it's just the average Joe. That's that's exactly right. They they did say that they've made some what they think are, like, really meaningful uh, progression in the world of artificial intelligence, oh. which was the really big sticking point, but it was never super clearly defined as to what the fear was. But we heard a lot of, you know, suggestions. Frankly, you don't want somebody to be able to just be like, I could recreate you, Elizabeth Reese. We have plenty of footage there. And then, boom, I can put you in a movie that you're not getting paid for. Posthumously, there are all other sorts of things. What happens to the digital rights, so to speak, of your digital being after you pass away? Um, There were some streaming rights, too. Streaming blew up. It did a lot of great things for streamers and for the Big wigs and studios behind the shows who say, sure, we'll license The Office to you or we'll license Friends to you or these movies to you. But the actors weren't seeing what they felt was an appropriate downstream of pay yeah, to I them. Yeah, back on that. So now there's going to be what they call a streaming participation bonus as well. Uh, the deal will have to be ratified. My least, my, that's, I mean, one of the top five most confusing words in my whole life has been ratified because ratified sounds so negative and it sounds like if i'm going to ratify a deal it's like did you accept the deal no i ratified it i sent it back to them i I all but ripped it up but apparently ratify means i accept i accept and i I confirm not only do i accept accept and confirm i confirm and oh we we legally say a-okay that's ratification yeah there's a lot of terms like you know it is funny when you start to think about the words that you just don't really understand or that always cause you confusion the difference between condemn and condone very close very close yeah we could have separated those a bit better yeah that's and um regime and regimen are very confusing for people people will say like i'm using this great skincare regime and i'm like that's not what you're doing you're using a regimen. Holly, you're the smartest person I know. That's confirmed, right? It, yeah. Wait, it's, regimen is bad? Routine is good? No, regime, regime. versus regime regimen. regimen. Why okay. don't you listen to me anymore? Sorry, it's, I got bored. Okay. But now I'm back. I'm back. This is great. This it's regimen. So a regimen is like a, a, you know, a, a process, as the Canadians would say, that you go through. Like a progression of steps that you're going through. A regime... Is it's like a military group, a tyrannical, or like a, yeah, yeah, a right? governmental overseeing. So if of you're a using a skincare regime, I am sorry for you. <laughs> That's aggressive. <laughs> what a crowded bathroom that must be. I can't imagine in the morning. Yeah, and it's Zero. all like all you care is how your skin looks in camo. You know, you know what was the word? Oh, oh, oh here, here it is for me. Resign, resign, mm. resign. He or she left the job. Resign. He or she extended their contract at the job. Is that, huh? Is that spelled the same way? Yeah. <gasps> I don't even, is there a dash in re-sign? There has to be. 
she re-signed her contract? I don't know. I haven't done it in a while, so uh, I can't remember. There is no hyphen. It There's is no hyphen. Gosh. So, so resign and re-sign. That is a very, that's a good one to bring up. Very confusing. The English language is impossible to to learn. learn. And it's really, you know, you really start to realize this more and more as you have children in grade school and they're Mm -hmm. like bringing home their little tiny homework. You know, my nine-year-old or eight-year-old is now in third grade. So she brings home this homework and then I think, boy, there's a real lack of consistency with sounds here. Oh, it's boy. very confusing. Even yesterday, we got to go to break. Even yesterday, uh, Zamboni said root, like a root vegetable. And yeah. I, I I don't like that. But root. I said, listen, my question is, in the winter, before you go outside, do you put your boots on or your <laughs> boots? Because we need some more consistency. I don't know. The 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 oot oot issue here in Minnesota is frankly one that I don't mean to get political. Governor Walls has not addressed at all. <laughs> and it's been top of mind for Stevie Boy. It's a Thursday. Thursday, uh, which means we do Throwback Thursday today at 11.30. Rocka will come in. We're going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, a game that Elizabeth is just truly terrible at. That'll be at 10.30 today. Uh, and Libby read Britney Spears' book. We've got some time for that at two 9.30. Hours? The two <laughs> hours I requested? I've got like 11 or 12 minutes for you uh, at 9.30. So we'll go through your takeaway from that. When we come back, we'll wake our brains up with some things that make you go, huh? That's coming up next on Donna and Steve with Elizabeth Reese. It's next on my talk. Oh, hey, guys. It's Donna for Mincher. Do you know about Mincher? Basically, this is Minnesota's official insurance marketplace, okay? It's where you can go to compare health plans from multiple companies, and you can get free help from an expert. Yes, it's totally free. Here's how it works. You will get set up with a navigator or a local broker, okay? And that person is going to help you through this entire process, okay? Minsure does not sell health insurance, okay? They're just there to help you find it. It's a free service. And you know what? You may qualify for tax savings on your health insurance. And it doesn't matter what your income is, okay? Um, your your situation doesn't matter. Minsure is the only place where every plan is guaranteed to offer essential health coverage. So, Here's a question. Why wait? See if you qualify for discounts. Available only through Minsure. Get started today. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, head to Minsure.org. That's Minsure.org. Hey. Welcome back. It's the Don and Steve Experience. It's My Talk 1071. We're talking fun. Elizabeth Reese is in for Donna Valentine today. Hello, Elizabeth. Hey, buddy. Holly Roberts is behind the glass. Pushing all sorts of buttons that enable you to hear us. She could push a button right now that would eliminate it. Oh, look at that. To get us. How can Don't get drunk of power over there, Holly. Doesn't it feel good? <laughs> you need that kind of restriction. That's good for you. That's You need boundaries. It's good. Res- if other people mean- don't create the boundaries for you, you won't create them yourself. You know? I mean, I feel like I'm at your freaking TED Talk right now. It's good for you. That's good for you. I don't, you know, work with you every day anymore, so I don't get to hear a bunch of your fluffy nonsense anymore, and I miss it, and it's good to hear. The stage is yours. There's a lot to say. There's always a lot to say. <laughs> I am, I am, I know we're going to be talking about Britney Spears' book, which I, yes. um, I actually listened to it on Audible, and Great. I requested two hours of the show to discuss it. Now, I come in here on my own time. I rearrange things. I say no to lots of other things in order to be here. And then the fact that you have only given me one segment to talk about. I gave you 11 or 12 minutes. It's our biggest segment of the day. 
It's our longest segment all day. It's not a compromise compared to two hours. It's really great. I have a lot to say. Anyway, we'll talk about it coming up next. What with the two hours? Would you have just read us the book? Aloud. Yes. And maybe, you know, comparable performance, slightly as, not quite as good as Michelle Williams, but like right up there. Listen. That was a good I mean, call to have her do that. I heard an excerpt. And uh, is that it? Do you have to do the T at the end? Excerpt. excerpt. I, I mean, Golly. I think if you want to be known as a great enunciator, which I think you probably <laughs> it's do. It's on my vision board. You've seen it. <laughs> um, I heard a little brief excerpt from Michelle Williams, and and I'm happy for her, and I'm happy that she got the gig, and, I'm, and I, I feel good about her success. And I, though I haven't seen Barbie yet, I am pro-woman. That being said, it sounded boring. Mm. I felt like this is going to be a boring narration, but maybe if you hear more of it, it soothes you. It's sort of a, a comforting and a welcoming voice. Yeah, you don't want the narrator of an audiobook to distract you from the story. That's a real temptation with some of That's these true. audiobook artists. You know, they they can sometimes be distracting. And a and a a voice that sort of bugs you or distracts you can really ruin the book. It's, That's true. And I'm a, I love audiobooks because I sometimes um, fall asleep when I'm reading regular books that are made on paper. Mm-hmm. And then I also find myself, you know, like I'm in the car or I'm zipping around or I'm in the makeup room. I'm doing things and I can just like get a little bit of peace and a little takeaway and listen to an audiobook. It's very fun. I mean, I know you're so inappropriate with how fast you listen to them. You I do listen them. to them very fast. I did just... Um, Listen to Tina Facebook that came out 12 years ago, Bossy Pants. Oh, yeah. I had read a little bit of it, like when it came out, and then I just didn't go back to it. Her reading of it, I'm telling you, do not read that book. You must. If you're going to go to Bossy Pants by Tina Fey, you have to listen to it because her comedic delivery yeah. and her reading it is so funny. She is such a funny, funny writer. Holy See, cow. I would like a book review site. Like if I was going to design a book review app or site, you mm-hmm. know, Goodreads, but better. Yeah. I would I would love that kind of input. Like, because mm-hmm. there are certain books too. Um, for example, uh, the author, um, the book is called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. It's by Taylor, what's her name? Remember, it's being made into a movie, I think. Lots of her books have been made into movies. Okay. She's... Um, I can't remember her last name, and I apologize. People are probably screaming at the radio. But The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo was a really great book that she wrote, and it was a fun novel. Um, But I know multiple people who read it who didn't really love it, and everyone I know who listened to it loved it. And um, it was kind of the same way with Daisy Jones and the Six, which was also made into a TV series that was super popular. I know people who read it who were kind of like, all right, it was whatever. Same author, by the way. And kind of like, Fine, that's fine. But when you listened to it, they had all these different actors play the different characters who were in the band. So how the book was structured is that each chapter was from the perspective of a different band member in this like Fleetwood Mac 70s-esque fictional band. And so they had like Judy Greer was one of the narrators and all these amazing people. And so when you're listening to it, you're thinking like, this is fabulous. It's it can be a totally different experience, and it can really change your review of the book. For sure, I've the the book that I've heard the highest remarks about regarding the the audible presentation of it is the Harry Potter series. Oh, I hear that that is great for like a road trip with the kids, or if you want to play a book and do a chapter aloud each night. Apparently, the narrator of that probably 
an older British man as my guest, someone who probably sounds kind of like Gandalf or, or in that case, uh, Professor Dumbledore, that it would just has like this weathered but warm voice. That's my guess, but I haven't listened to it. Oh, see, I would like to listen to that with the kids. That's a good idea. It's, that's a really, and Tom Hanks narrated um, The Dutch House. If you haven't listened to that, that's a great story. It's a great book. And then listening to Tom Hanks read it, it was just so much fun. If I, I cannot believe these names are coming to me right now. I'm very bad with names and titles and being able to quickly recall them under pressure. Look at this. On my Audible account right now, my sister now runs the Audible account. Okay, I don't want to get into it. What? But point is, now Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix is on there. So I think in real time, what a show. That it's like living and breathing, this show, you know? A lot of people just don't get this. And you're getting it right now. Okay, here we go. Oh, wait, gosh. I have the speed. Okay, hang on. Oh let me adjust gosh. the speed. Yeah, I got a sample of Jim Dale, who does the narration Thank for you, the Harry Holly. Potter series. Okay. Just going to drop the needle with And my an speed is at 1.4, too. ...to drop into a Scottish accent. Who knew, you know, just mention it. My aunt came from Edinburgh, and she was Professor McGonagall. Oh, that was true. She used to phone me. She said, Jimmy, dear, I'm coming over to America to spend a few days, and I know you like taking me to the very best restaurants, so I won't bring any money with me. Is that all right, dear? <laughs> so there you go. That's There's good. a sample of the actor Jim oh, Dale who good. reads the Harry Potter books. I got to listen to that's that. That's a good voice. Taylor uh, Jenkins Reed is the author. Of by the way, um, let's see. Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix. Make sure you set aside about 27 hours for Ooh, it. mama. Barbara Streisand's like, hold my champagne. Her 48-hour audible. No, Listen. it's yes, not. Yes, it is. Talk about where were all the editors? Was there an editor strike in Hollywood? When we come back, Libby tells us about her review of Britney's book next. Hi, welcome back. It's Don and Steve, my talk 1071. Where talk is fun. Elizabeth Reese is in today for Donna Valentine, which also means... But coming up today at 10.30, when we play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, Elizabeth Reese will be playing on behalf of Donna Valentine. Ooh. It's a very, very tight game. And uh, I don't think, I don't think you've ever beaten me in a situation like this. I don't think so. You are so bad at these games. And you're so smart. <laughs> Just get together with her. She'll tell you. She's so smart. So is Matt Belanger, I would believe. Uh, you two TV people come in and lose these games almost 100% of the time. Not always, though. Like, Holly, I'm good at that game on Jason and Alexis' show. I'm playing again tomorrow. Yeah, the weekly trivia face-off. Oh. Yeah, the WTF game. Oh, and that's got a really dramatic timer situation, it's super too. Fun. It was. We actually had a tie the last time I played, but I was I was. Who were you it. in with? Stephanie Hansen. We had a oh, great time. Wow. And it was food related. It was really fun. So oh, tomorrow, fun. Um, Ben Lieber and I are playing. I was just going to say, you should play with Ben. Yeah, that's point. what's going to happen. I'm going to pop in a little early because I'm going to be here anyway. So Holly was oh, maximizing really my um, time, which works out amazing. Yeah. Oh, how wonderful. So if you were missing my voice on this here radio station after I was unceremoniously relieved of my duties, hey I will be here for six and a half hours Woo-hoo! between today and tomorrow. It's wonderful. Wow. I did tell uh, Marjorie Punnett, you know, my podcast co-host. Yeah. We laid the groundwork for you in this very time slot. <laughs> um, I said, I'm going in to do our old radio show together. And she said, oh, my gosh, that's so fun. We had a good time. It was How a long good were time. you guys on together? Just a couple of years. It wasn't very long. It was a quick little stint because 
I had a baby and um and then I couldn't do the show and anymore. Like, yeah, I was like, anymore. hey guys, love you so much. Can't do it anymore. Now. Too many jobs. Um but it was but it was great. That laid the groundwork for the um success of our wildly um uh, consumed podcast, podcast called best, best to the of nest. the nest yeah which i usually try to weasel in about six to eight mentions of when i'm here i would love for you all to listen it is really fun if you miss marjorie's voice guys it's still around it's there she's she alive and she's great when are you guys booking me i thought you said i was getting booked yeah again. you want to come back I was a repeat guest yeah do you want to we actually do want to have you come marjorie requests it i mean i see you all the time but i would love to have you back yeah yeah <laughs> what do you want it to just be me and marjorie huh no, you don't, I, I you don't, don't, don't even want to be there I'll have you back as a guest. It was fun. Holly did um, watch Read Listen on Twin Cities Live not that long ago, and it was awesome, too. Yeah, thank you for having me. She was great. Wonderful synergy here. Yeah, they allowed my face to be on TV. Oh, your beautiful face. You're a stunner. You were made for the the lights, Holly. I I need face coaching, though. No, you don't. A little face coaching. Why? Was it your resting, like, thinking face? Yeah, it's a little RBF. Okay. A, a little like maybe my eyebrows move in a way that I don't, you know, because when we're doing the radio show, there's mm-hmm. a lot of nonverbal communication happening. There is. Yes, a there lot is. of expressiveness with our face to show the person that you're listening, that you're receiving what they have to say. Holly's very, very emotive as a producer. Because I want to show you guys I'm listening. We're moving the conversation along. And so then it's like, oh, in TV, maybe bring it down a notch. <laughs> I don't think so. I think just pump it up. Oh my gosh, I thought you were wonderful okay, on great. TV. Okay, great. Then I'm going to run around the set of Twin Cities Live one day and I'm just going to randomly just burst in. It made yes. me so happy. We, you know, listen, the emotions continue on to television. We had a producer who in our ear all the time, he shall not be named Christian. Hey, no. He would um, sigh in our ear. Oh, no. Audibly. Like, like we'd start talking about something. Let's say we were doing host chat. So you got like 12 minutes, okay? Yeah. And then uh, he had four things planned for us. But after the first one, we had a thought, and we knew how great we were. And we were like, <laughs> they're going to love this. The audience will love this. So then we start going on a tangent. We're talking about something. And then we would finally like get close to finishing that. And then he would just come in our ear and say, six minutes. Yeah. Like that. Like, you idiots, you just wasted the first six minutes. And now, six minutes. Six minutes. Uh, <laughs> It's yeah. just really wind in our sails. It, it was lovely. It took a lot to rebound from that. <laughs> anyway. We do love Christian. He's also still alive. Christian. He's yes. wonderful. Okay. Um, okay, so now let's get to your listening of the Britney Spears book. When, when you tell people, oh, yeah, I, I read the book, and they say, okay, what would you think? Like, What are the first things that bubble up your big takeaways from the Britney Spears book? Okay, so my number one biggest takeaway is that it just – it's just such a wonderful, beautiful confirmation in a very sad way that you can have everything that the exterior world tells you is supposed to make you happy and fulfilled and just living your best life. And at the end of the day, it does not matter if you are not well, if you are not secure in who you are, and if you are not surrounded by really good people. Mm. It is fascinating. It's so shockingly sad um, because in, in a couple different ways, I, I was a real early, um, proclaimer that Jessica Simpson's book needed to be consumed by any one, particularly women who grew up in the nineties that you oh. needed to listen to Jessica Simpson's book because her outline of just 
the objectification, the obsession with her body, the obsession with her virginity, the obsession that was on a national stage where it was considered totally normal for fully adult journalists to hammer these girls about their mm. virginity when they were mm. literally 17 years old. Oh, wow. And in the 90s, I mean, Holly, you can attest to this. Like, when we grew up in that, it shows you how, like, you can be so shaped by society to think that that is normal. We oh. thought that was normal. Yeah, and I will say, talking about Britney Spears and Jessica Simpson and all these people, I think one of the reasons, now, when I was in high school, I actively rejected Britney Spears and Jessica Simpson. And I think part of it was they were the ideal. Yes. They were the beauty ideal that was held up by society that said, you need to look like this. You need to act like this in order to be accepted. And I knew that I would never be like those women. Right. And so then it was just like, I need to walk away from them. Yeah. And I think a lot of us vacillated between feeling like we needed to try to live up to that and that rejection. I mean, you seem to be really secure in the rebellion against that but then i think there were people who kind of were in the middle of the spectrum and trying to figure out seasonally how you were supposed to be it was so fascinating and then so much of that virgin whore complex you know i mean like which you learn i remember learning about that in a women's studies class my freshman year of college and being like my mind was blown explain that so basically it's this idea that there's only two ways for women to be you're either a super pure virgin or you're a total S-L-U-T bag. And that there's no in-between. I added the bag for effect. And it, and it landed. I don't it know. Landed. And then I, I, I didn't spell that one. And but then I made yeah, the decision not to spell the, not to yeah, say the other okay. word. I don't know. But I figured it was talked about in women's studies. I could say it here. Yeah, it's college. This it's is, fine. yeah. Anyway, um, and then the other saddest thing about Brittany <laughs> is just her family. Um it it was just tragic to see how how it's very very difficult for family members to maintain a healthy parental relationship number 1 i don't think she had a healthy parental relationship from the beginning but number 2 when you are a child and you become the breadwinner from for the family and you are yeah. the machine that keeps it going it's just we all know this. I mean, it's nine point nine times out of ten. It gets completely messed up. And when you listen to her book or read the book and hear her story, it's quite shocking that there aren't criminal charges being filed against her father and against these doctors who were put up to and hired for specific purposes. I mean, the ethical allegations and the allegations of abuse are shocking. When you when you talk about criminal charges and abuse and, and, and her father, are, are, are you alluding to him misrepresenting the truth so that he can maintain control and yes. access to money and yes. things like that? Yeah, and then creating situations um, that she had to, according to her, you know, she had to perform and behave a certain way in order for him to deem for her to get like the rewards of seeing her children, for example. So she maintains throughout the book that the only reason she didn't fight back against the conservatorship for the first 13 years was because she truly believed it was the only way she would be able to see her children, that they hung this over her with these boys. And she had terrible. I mean, she says postpartum depression. I would go into like postpartum psychosis. I mean, it. and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not diagnosing her, but I'm just saying as a person who has experienced postpartum anxiety, and sort of understands how you don't really realize it when you're in it and you see it when you can look back if you have had a subsequent 
baby. And then you're like, oh, wait a second. Those thoughts were a little absurd. <laughs> like that sure. wasn't normal. She, they held that over her the whole time. So it was the only right way she got to see those boys was if she did what her dad wanted her to do. Huh. I don't, I mean, and the fact that this conservatorship was going on, I mean, you know, we talked about this, of course, during the Free Britney movement, but during that whole time, and she talks about this in the book, I mean, how many male stars have been completely strung out on drugs, sleeping with anybody and everybody, having children with anybody and everybody, have been smashing hotel rooms, destroying, going through all of their money. I mean, Robert Downey Jr., Charlie Sheen, let's start listing them. And has there ever been a conservatorship placed over them that legal Mm. use of a conservatorship when you look at her case compared to what it's really meant to do in the eyes of the law it was a shocking it it was shocking that it was even allowed and then she alleges in the book too that the um that her father the the company that worked with him to put this conservatorship over her her father had a financial interest in this company he invested in the company and then they put her used this company to put her under a conservatorship and then used her name to be able to sell this company as legit to other artists hmm. so the conflict of interest was just Prevalent. above and, and then <laughs> as soon as she got this new lawyer who was i mean it took 2 seconds to get the thing thrown out once hmm. it was like she had a decent lawyer Right. Crazy. It's five hours and 44 minutes of a listen on Audible. Michelle That's Williams narrates it. Brittany comes in and pipes in for the first bit. Um, I do have an ethical dilemma with this book, as I do all books that are written by ghostwriters, because if you've read Brittany's Instagram captions, you know that she is not the one that was writing this book. Sure. sure. Or an editor strongly yeah. handled the punctuation. There was a whole group of <laughs> ghostwriters and other folks. I believe the New York Times did a report on it. How many people it took to bring this Britney Spears memoir together? So it's not like I don't think that she deserves credit for it being her story. It totally is. It should be, though, that these ghostwriters are mentioned on the cover you can't i this yeah. whole there's a real ethical thing you can't just say that this book is by britney spears if she didn't pen to paper write the book it doesn't take away from it's her story as told by yeah right that's how you could put it britney 100%. spears memoir as yeah. told by but then now i've been by, going yeah. down a rabbit hole of all these ghost written books and how these ghost writers get nothing and then i've been hearing from people who i'm like getting inside scoop on people who ghost wrote books for people that they never wanted the people of the public to know that it was ghost written Oh, that stuff I can't share here. Oh, geez, Louise. Boy, you got into a tangled situation. I got really into it. It's so, um, I listened to this book in like three days. I just kept it going. It really helped me get through all my laundry. Did you listen to it at 1.0 speed? I only listened to it at the speed in which um, the The, author and the narrator intended. Intended. Because I respect their art. Listen, Unlike you, who's I constantly started, trying to fast forward through your life, at the end of your life, you're going to look back and be like, I took it too fast. No, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to look back and be like, look at how many books I listened to. I would have listened to so many fewer books had I listened at 1.0 speed. I even started Born a Crime by Trevor Noah yesterday. Oh, yeah. Boy, and, you're really going deep now. Uh, well, it's, I, had, I, I downloaded like nine and I was canceling the Audible account. And so I used all nine of my credits for books I always thought I might want to read, and then uh, and then my sister was like, "Wait, like let me bring this this back to life." And then sh- now she's populating it with her books. So now I have a very wide library, and I'm no longer paying for it, which is great. But Trevor Noah, 
love his voice, love hearing him talk, but I was like, hey, I got things to do. We got a busy day ahead, Trevor. Pick up the pace. Oh, it's just, we got to have a coach in there that's like, you can do better. You can do faster. People can understand you if you, if you speak quicker. You would never survive in the South. You think you could live in Texas? No. Have you been looking at land? I sure hope not because you would never make it. My family gatherings would make you nuts. Just how slow everyone is talking. It is shockingly slow. Something about when it's in person, I don't mind it. It bothers me more in person. All right. uh, We'll take a break. (laughs) When we come back, it'll be time for See Something Say something, there's a Pizza Hut that is offering a very bizarre topping on top of their pizza. Would you try it? I think I would. I'll tell you about it when we return. Hi, friends. Welcome back. We're so happy you're here. It's the Don and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast. You can just download us wherever you have to get your podcast. Listen anytime, anywhere. You can do that also on the My Talk 1071 app. Download it if you have not yet downloaded it. Elizabeth Reese joins us. She is a television superstar. Just ask her. Wow. From Twin Cities Live and uh, a former radio superstar. And she's in the next two days for Donna Valentine. You've never been this nice to me. What's going on? There's sarcasm happening. It was intended as a diss. I don't know if I delivered it correctly. It was like, you know, she's a television superstar. Just ask her. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't think I've ever said you're the one who introduces yourself as I'm TV's Steve Patterson. I'm just trying to help people contextualize who they are dealing with. Man, it's nice to be here, though. Thank you for having me. I always love spending time with you guys. Yeah, this is great. Um, We should uh, we should have uh, Ben stick around for the does he want to stick around at like nine o'clock tomorrow and hang out the three of us together? Or he's he's going to be in. Well, he's going to he's going to connect via, you know, whatever system, whatever. He's got all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I had an ISDN line in my house for 15 years. Yeah, that's it. I don't even know what that technology it is. It plugs in. I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand how the fax machine works. I've never yeah. understood it. Never will understand it. I'm plugged in via Ethernet right now. That's all I know. I oh, am hardwired, yeah. Yeah. hardwired in. I can do that too. To a separate internet system that just runs radio stuff here. I thought about, you know, I could, I've got a setup at home too, but I don't know. It gives me so much stress that somebody's that it's going to break or something. So I just thought I'm just going to drive over here. Plus, I will say it's the greatest day of the month because my wonderful housekeeper comes and works on my house. Oh, which what a means joy. that I am taking the children. We will be going out to dinner tonight and then coming home, and my house will be so perfectly like a clean. Hotel. The happiness that that brings me. Yep. There are a lot of luxuries in life that I will give up before. That one. And not even luxuries, yeah, yeah, yeah. necessities. Like, I'll buy cheaper a million things before I give up the joy of getting to come home and knowing that, like, I didn't have to have any sort of discussion with my spouse. I didn't have to spend hours cleaning. It's just done. It's just done. Oh. Yeah, it's it's money. It's money well spent. And that feeling, you know, I used to say if I won the lottery, the thing that I, the weird splurge that I would have would be to have someone daily here washing my hair oh you know my aunt loves that so much she just pulls into hair places and just gets a hair wash you're kidding yeah she'll do that she lives in texas she'll just pull into like whatever hair salon and be like hey is there anyone who can wash my hair oh sorry my foot itches i gotta itch it quick okay thank you for your vulnerability boy that was really like (laughs) ah! 
And I was like a German short hair pointer. I'm like, Whoa. you got the other quick. That was a good reaction time. Thank you. It's kind of flexible with that. I side. can't believe that. So you mean I could maybe just go past the salon and be like, is there a hair wash? Well, available? and then there's those places like the blow dry bars. I mean, that's really easy to go into. Like dry wow. bar, I think is one of them. There's there's multiple kinds and you can just go in and get your hair washed you're right i mean it is oh. it is really a shockingly delightful euphoric feeling yeah it you is get all just tingly all your you toes. do and because your head has so many receptors your cranium yeah has so many like nerves in it well you and know there's people that do that craniosacral therapy too that you can go that really can like release a lot of trapped emotions and all this that would probably be really nice for you. I would like a craniosacral. My mom has a has a craniosacral therapist who she really? loves. Okay, mm-hmm. text me this person. Yeah, that'd I will. be interesting to do. Like there a are other places too, but it, they they go in and they kind of like massage and press on. So now I haven't done this, but I would like to. They press on. Hulse, have you had craniosacral therapy done? Uh, no, but my husband has. Yeah, oh, really? he, he, he loves like it. it. Loves yeah. it. How yeah. long does it last? Can I get like a ten or fifteen minute session? Oh, I think it was maybe longer than that. Yeah, you got to invest some time. Okay, perfect. I'd love to. The other thing that um, I know, like, my uncle, who's married to that aunt, is super into reflexology. So wherever he goes, like, when he's traveling, he'll find a reflexology practitioner because it, it, and when he balances his feet out, he just feels so much better you know yeah. there's always like everybody kind of is the chiropractor's mainstream now you know like you go to a lot of people go to a chiro whatever but i think these other things can be very helpful all of that to say i think i might give up on the daily hair washing for a daily hotel room style clean of the house the best there's just i know so much you know Look, some families are better at keeping clean than others. We find it very difficult with four kids, particularly when you still have little ones. Yeah. And they just, they're the book bags. There's always stuff. We have toys. Things are out. And it's just, it takes almost no time for the house to go from clean and peaceful feeling. I know. To honest to goodness, you can walk down five minutes later and you're like, guys, why are the cushions all off of the couch. Blankets are thrown about. Every toy is now out and sprinkled just for you to look at to consider who's calling out to me today. Who have should you I ever be playing said with right to now? like I've said to them this, and I'm not proud of this, but I've said I just paid someone hundreds of dollars. I think that's an okay to do this. <laughs> like I worked so hard. I mean, I work a lot. Like I work and and I do this so that then I can enjoy my so, time. You know, that's yes, the whole thing is because. I'm not home full time. And even if you are home full time and if you can swing a housekeeper, then great on you, you know, but like I, I am not, I'm not home full time. My husband isn't home full time. He's frankly a better cleaner than me. I'm not even a good, I'm not good at cleaning. I mean, I'm good at cooking. I'm not good at cleaning. And I just, but then when I just put this money towards it and then they wreck it in a second, it makes you feel like someone just kicked you in the God. Where did that bowl come from? Like, what? Why is it always the cushions on the couch? Why do you have to wreck the cushions when they're perfectly fluffed and chopped? And then I also just don't ever want anyone to go to the bathroom after because Gabriella folds my toilet paper in the most beautiful. I know, the little triangle kind oh, of thing. Gosh, I know. I it's it. like an envelope. Listen, I'll just tell you this. By the way, we're not going to get to it now. I'll just tell you really quickly. There's a, a, a pizza hut in Hong Kong which is selling a pizza with snake strips on it, actual snake, because over there, 
snake is not a crazy thing to eat. And I looked at a picture, and they are cut in little strips, so it almost looks like little snakes on your pizza. Like little snakelets? Yes. So if you want that, get to Hong Kong. It's only for sale in Hong Kong until November 22nd. But back to the home. Last night, we go... The kids are, I don't know, people are at rehearsals and practices and all that. And there was like this momentary, peaceful moment. And I cannot stress you how they are just moments. <laughs> and I go and I was like, oh, the, the cozy outside, fireplace is on. I yeah. go to get a blanket. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to wrap myself up in this little throw blanket. Yeah, you love being cozy, buddy. Love being cozy. I go and I get this blanket. And as I unfold the blanket. No. This son of a B-I-H <sighs> is stuck together with a full Rice Krispie Treat. No! And I was like, you know... Disrespectful to both the blanket and the crispy. Yep. To all of it. I don't know who did it. <gasps> I don't know. I think this happened what after kind of Halloween. Sick psychopath does that? But then they just put it there. They forgot about it. I don't know. I don't know. And then what do they do? Just crumple it up, throw it into the basket, <gasps> and then I go to get it later, and I'm like, oh, I just want to rely... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guys. No! So anyway, we're fine. That is brutal. What'd you do? Did you find another blanket or did you get the marshmallow out? I took it off and then I just went and got a different blanket. I don't even think I put that other blanket up in the uh, washing machine. I think you probably should do that. that. (laughs) Because otherwise you're just as big of a part of the problem. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, What a life. What a life. There's always something to do. Time with Holly has now drawn to a close. (gasps) Holly, go in peace. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Uh, meanwhile, we will have Mike, the big Zamboni. He'll be coming in next. He's got a dirt alert. And then we'll do a little CMA recap. We're also going to have you hear that speech that I heard last night from Jelly Roll that had the whole place going crazy last night at the CMAs. That's next. Don and Steve, my talk.